0: Welcome to this latest edition of Combinations, the podcast from North Staffordshire Combined Healthcare. Um, For this week's edition, we're marking National Apprenticeship Week, recording this directly from an apprenticeship celebrations event that's taken part in Longton Rugby Club. Um, If I could just start by um, asking everybody around the table to introduce yourselves and
1: say what you do. Hi, I'm Carol Bain. I'm the Widening Participation Lead with Responsibility for Apprenticeships within Combined Healthcare.
2: Hello, I'm Joanne Orlando, I'm a Project Support Manager working for a, the Directorates for Combined Healthcare.
3: Hi, I'm Michael Ratcliffe, I'm an Apprentice Support Time and Recovery worker for Grove Point NHS.
4: Hello, I'm Donna Morton, I'm an Assistant Practitioner, currently working on Ward to the Harpins Hospital. I'm Sam Burks, I'm Assistant Practitioner at, on Ward for
5: the Harpins Hospital. Hello, I'm Jane Tunnicliffe from Newcastle and Stafford Colleges Group, and I'm the Group Head of Employer Engagement and Training.
0: Carol, uh, if, if you wanted to kick off the conversation, um, how's it going?
1: It's going good, thank you. Yeah, we've been on a real journey over the last couple of years uh, with our apprenticeship scheme um, which has meant that we've had new apprentices coming into the organisation but we've also done a lot of work around our existing staff in order to upskill them and to get them thinking about their career development. Um, What's been really great is that we've gone from a a point of having very few apprentices and over the last couple of years we've trebled that number um, which we're really proud of. We're still not quite at our um, public sector target for apprenticeships. We've got a little way to go, but our target at the moment is 34, and we're currently sitting at 25, but we're not at the end of the year yet, so we could get some more start in the next two or three weeks, which would help to improve um, our figures. It's also great to see that when when I first started working around apprenticeships, we probably delivered on two or three apprenticeship standards. Over the last two years, we've managed to get people involved with 14 standards at all sorts of different levels. So we now have people doing apprenticeships which are equivalent to GCSEs and A levels, so at a level two and three. But we also have people who are now doing apprenticeships which are equivalent to foundation degrees and also master's degrees as well. So it's really great to see that the apprenticeship schemes are able to support staff at all different levels of their development and their learning.
0: So apprenticeships can apply to all ranges of staff, all ranges of ages, all ranges of skills... Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, To do an apprenticeship you need to be age 16 plus, you need to be employed in the role, so you have to be employed by our organisation to do an apprenticeship with us. There needs to be an apprenticeship standard out there which fits with your role And we have to be able to demonstrate that in doing the apprenticeship that you're learning substantial new skills. So I think our youngest apprentices have been around 16 and 17, and I think our oldest apprentice to date was about 58. So it is really something for everybody in lots of ways, um, and just shows that you're never too old to do an apprentice qualification.
0: Fantastic. Right. Okay. so... um... For those people who might be listening okay so i've heard all about the statistics and what it's trying to do and all that but what is it actually like what is it like being an apprentice what is it what's the benefits who'd like to kick us off with with a a story of how you came into it and what was it like what it was like for you
3: i'll tell you a bit about my story growth points gives you a structure to your day Uh, we do woodworking we do landscaping all activities like art Uh, we even have a library So it's giving people somewhere to come. People who've got mental health problems, who are in the same circumstances and they can chat to each other. And not only that, they're learning new skills and going off site and doing work. So it's really good. It gives you a lot of confidence in yourself and it gives you a structure to your day. I joined Point in 2018. Uh, I had mental health problems myself and I started there as a service user. Uh, through hard work and the support of the staff at Grove Point, I pushed myself and a, a position was up for apprentice. So I, I went for that position and got the position. And it's given me so much confidence and made me a better person. I I feel like I care more about people now. And it's, it's just a really fantastic uh, apprenticeship. Newcastle College gives me all the support they need. Uh, i'm just getting support from all directions and i think it's a fantastic thing so i went in 2018 as a service user and i pushed myself and now i've got the apprenticeship job and i'm very proud of myself because i pushed myself and it's given me so much confidence
0: who'd like to go next
2: i would recently moved into a project support role and i approached carol to ask if there was any apprenticeships along that line of work um, and Carol um, said, I'll go away, I'll see what's out there, trailblazer-wise, um, leave it with me kind of thing. And then Carol then came back to me um, and said that there was an apprenticeship um, trailblazer available, um, the Level 4 Associate Project Manager apprenticeship. And... Um, Carol then worked with the University Hospital Royal Stoke so it's a joint apprenticeship there's three members of staff doing the apprenticeship within combined healthcare and then we've got three members of staff over at the Royal Stoke and I think that sort of blended sort of approach is really good because obviously it's nice to see and meet staff in other organisations and how they are. Progressing and how they work. Um, uh, for me, um, I feel valued. I feel that I've been had some investment put in me, and I am very eager to complete my apprenticeship. Um, as part of the apprenticeship there is a qualification, a level four um, APM, Association for Project Managers, an exam that we sit alongside the building of the portfolio. Um, so I think it's a really in-depth um, apprenticeship. It's not just filling in workbooks, um, I, I'm looking forward to studying and sitting the exam but also building a portfolio of evidence to support me and and I suppose um, improve my knowledge and skills to enable me to apply for other jobs of a more senior level within the trust um, but also to give me a bit of a foundation so that when I'm handed a project I kind of know what sort of how to approach it. So it's given me confidence as well.
0: So, so um, yeah, project management—had had you been a project manager before you did the apprenticeship, or is, is this a completely new world to you?
2: It's not a completely new world. I I'd um, done a Prince Two qualification, um, which kind of provided me with um, some, I suppose, basic support, basic knowledge and understanding. This um, provides me with a bit more of a bit more theory behind it. Um, And I think what's good about an apprenticeship is that I can then move around the trust to gain some additional knowledge and experience.
0: Donna, um, would you like to tell us a little bit about your story and, 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 uh, and, and how you've found apprenticeships?
4: Yeah, I've worked um, for combined healthcare for 10 years, just over. Um, When the training assistant practitioner's um, interest went out, I was very interested in it. I'd wanted to, when I was younger, do a nursing degree. I then decided motherhood was more important and worked part-time, but within healthcare settings. Uh, So when the assistant practitioner's um, apprenticeship came up, I was very interested. Uh, luckily enough I was successful in interview and then started going to university one day a week uh, on leave from on the ward it was quite hard at times to say the least the first few weeks were quite interesting learning Harvard referencing and everything else academic writing Google Scholar and everything else that was thrown at us Um, There were six of us that actually started from combined healthcare. We all supported one another through tears and through laughter. Uh, And we come through the other end. We did two years, uh, a foundation degree in the science of mental health, and now work within a role on the wards, which has been identified as a a very important role to integrate between healthcare and between the, the staff nurses. Um, we do a lot to support each other. We we all identified a role that um, was not lacking, but just needed a little bit more input within the wards of, of discharge, discharge coordinating, um, which is what a lot of us work mainly on. Um, supplying um, further appointments, s- communicating with the community teams to set up support in the community for for our service users. Uh, and it's just become a, a very big role within the wards. We, we recognise quite well um, within the Harplands now. Fantastic. Sam.
6: Hi.
0: Do you wish to say anything? Do we still?
6: Well, when I first came to the Harplands, I was actually employed by a different trust found out about the interviews, was told that I should apply for the job of the training assistant practitioner. Uh, as it was internal applicants only, I didn't think I'd stand much of a chance being an external applicant, but I applied anyway. Um, my job at the other trust was as a discharge facilitator, so my background was discharge anyway. So, I interviewed and I was lucky enough to get to be offered one of the posts. Um, I hadn't done any learning for over 20 years. So the first day at university was shocking, surprising, um, soul destroying, but we all clubbed together and and we all got through it and we helped each other out tremendously. We even had a Facebook group set up so we could support each other when we weren't with each other. And, you know, with the support of each other, our tutors, the, the staff at the university, we all managed to club together and, and, and pull through. And it was a really interesting experience. of I learned such a lot because the trust I came from wasn't mental health. So I've learned a vast amount about all forms of mental health, not just the area I work in.
0: And if somebody said to you um, before you started, uh, if, if you'd known the challenges that, that, that we put in front of you do, you, do you think you would have said, do you know what, I don't I don't think I could do that, or do you think, do you know I can say all that?
6: I think if somebody had told us how tough the first few few modules were going to be, I'd have gone, oh, I don't know. Uh, but I think if we'd have had a, a little bit more of an eye-opener, we wouldn't have felt so shocked and and, and so upset at the fact of what we'd got to do because we went in with no information. We were just told you we were going to university. So when we got there it was just such a shock. Um, I think a lot of us felt like not going back the next week.
0: <laughs> and how proud of yourself do you feel now?
6: Very. Graduation day was very fun and we all, even all got together and went for food and drinks after.
0: And do you still keep in, keep in touch with the group? Well,
4: yeah. we can. We do. We still all support one another because we all work within the same building anyway. Um, if one of us has got a problem or just some problem solving that we need to do, we're always on the phone to one another. We've, we're all on sort of speed dial, aren't we? Can you help me with this? Or I'm su- unsure about that. So we all still support one another. We also have meetings as well, just assistant practitioner meetings. Yeah. And it's always, I'll just nip down, give me 10 minutes.
0: So, so we're all still very close. So, so I, I guess I guess what we're hearing here is is that it can be clinical roles, it can be non-clinical roles, it can be somebody not uh, you know who hasn't been in uh, any education for a couple of decades, or it could be a service user who wants some support. It, it, it's open to everybody. It, it can bring things to everybody. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah I actually um provided some mentor support to um, a member of staff who was doing I think she did the level three business admin um, and it was, it was a real pleasure in some ways because I kind of supported her through about you know twelve months of an apprenticeship and I just saw this person growing confidence and she had a lot of self-doubt and um, she's raring to now want to go on and do a level four um, and she's she she's learned a lot about herself as well um, and she thanked me for supporting her but I thanked her as well for supporting herself so there's 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 a lot of positives that come out of apprenticeships. That yes, you get the qualification, but I think you you, you learn a lot about yourself and self-esteem and and yeah. confidence as well. So I think that's 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 got to be a positive message.
0: So um, looking at this from from the other side, if you like, from from, from uh, not just you know the, the the people either um taking the qualifications or or indeed you know coming from the trust management qualifications. Look at it from the side of people. Providing the support and providing the training, all of that. What, what, what do you think about what you're hearing here? I
5: think it's absolutely fantastic. I am a, a huge champion of apprenticeships. I've worked at the college for 25 years and have always been involved in apprenticeship provision. And I think now that you've even got your higher and degree apprenticeships, not only does it give an opportunity for young people to come and kickstart their career and to earn and learn as they go along, but for actually existing staff to really review where they're at and what their next steps are. So it's enabling them to pick up their career at any point in their journey and to continue on. Um, and I hope lots do continue on right through um, to their degree.
0: Okay. Um, so um, if there's anybody out there listening and they think, do you know what, am I might am like to try this, I'd like to find out a little bit more, but what do they need to do, Carol?
1: Well, if you're an existing member of staff, then you need to contact myself, Carol Bain, Widen Participation Lead, I'm on the global. Um, If you're a member of the public and you're interested in apprenticeships, then the best place to look is on our uh, vacancy sites. Um, which is NHS Jobs, we advertise all our apprentice vacancies on there. Also on the local colleges' sites as well. They, if, whichever training provider we're working with at any particular time, they also advertise all our apprentice vacancies on their sites as well. Um, so check out the local colleges that we have too
0: and where could people go if they wanted to find out what's available at the local colleges
5: yeah so if you contact the local colleges most colleges will have a recruitment um, area we've got the apprenticeship hub team so we've got jack and hayley and olivia um, that are there on the end of the phone that can have a drop-in session and they can help with cv support helping to apply for apprenticeship vacancies and also provide specialist interviews prior to even applying to an employer, to make sure it's the right route for them and the right career choice.
0: And their telephone number is?
5: 01782 254
0: 287. Fantastic. Well, what better way to to end uh, a... Uh, podcast in National Apprenticeships Week. Thank you very much for everybody for taking part. Really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully, we look forward to doing another one next year with even more apprenticeships having gone through the journey that you've all been on. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.